Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm Father Dave. Hey, Father Dave. It's good to see you. Uh, What should we talk about today? Baseball. Yeah, baseball. That's a great idea. So apparently the World Series is about to start and it is the Atlanta team versus the H team. And it's really excited, uh, exciting, isn't it? It's, are you excited? Baseball. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I know how much you love it. Baseball. Right. Okay. All right, I'm going to break it to you. Father Dave actually is not in the room. Uh, he flew to Austria and then flew back and then flew back, and I'm not sure exactly what's going on. So um, it's just me that hope today, but I do have a little bit of Father Dave's favorite thing, which is baseball. And um, I thought, well, you know, um, something's better than nothing, but we're going to find out if that's actually a true thing. So welcome to Me That Hope with me, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And it is a bit of a crazy world, but I had a fun weekend. Uh, I went to go see a sport. Baseball. Nope, not baseball, Father Dave. I went to see football, the team that uh, everybody loves, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, maybe not everybody. I actually had a great weekend. I, um, My wife and my daughters were going to go down to Florida, and they were going to have a girls' weekend. And I interrupted their weekend because... They were not only going to see a Bucks game, which I wanted to see, but on the night before it was a Tampa Bay Lightning game, which I was pretty pumped about. And then there was a 5K. Uh, it was a, a breast cancer awareness run, uh, affectionately called Treasure Chests. Uh, it was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer thing. And I thought, well, this would be really fun. So I said, all right, I'll go with you ladies, but you ladies can just still do whatever the things you're doing. You know, just I'll go, come to the games with you and it'll be great. Well, that morning... We are leaving. We are supposed to leave the house at 5.30 in the morning. And my daughter has a stomach ache. One of my daughters does. My other daughter is emotional about a, a friend situation. And it was one of those things where everything was hitting the fan. Neither daughters wanted to leave, get out of their beds, let alone get out of the house, let alone go to Florida. Anybody who's a parent has uh, faced this situation. Do you know what I'm talking about? Baseball. You're right, because in baseball, many times... You're excited about something, and it just doesn't end up the way you want it to be. And I can say that also as a Cubs fan for many, many years. So um, there I am, and I'm faced with a choice. Do I just drag their butts out of bed and say, hey, we have the plane tickets, we have the game tickets, we're just going to do this? Or do I say, all right, you can stay there? Or do I go halfway and just give them a guilt trip and just leave them with that? Well, I was really grateful the Holy Spirit came. I just said, help me, Holy Spirit. And I just felt a great peace about it. And, you know, um, I've shared on the podcast before, one of my favorite books is Abandonment to Divine Providence. And one of the major points of the book is to accept everything is God's will. Like, you know, surrender your will to God's will. What is God's will? It's what's happening in the present moment. That might be oversimplifying it, but I'm probably not actually. I think that's really at the heart of it. And so... Um, you know, he also mentions, the author mentions that a lot of times, most of the tension in our life, most of the anxiety of our life is because we're fighting against something that God's doing and we're not accepting the present moment and we're not accepting God in the present moment. 
And I just had a feeling right then and there that God was telling me, it's okay. Like, let your girl stay home. And so, uh, like the good parents, now, it, sadly, maybe it never even crossed my mind that all of us should stay home, <laughs> but at least the girls stayed home. And my wife and I uh, flew to Tampa together. Uh, we were able to sell the other tickets because both, both of those games were pretty popular. And we just had a great weekend. You know, it was what the Lord wanted. I wouldn't have planned just a weekend away with my wife, I think. You know, I, I think I'm normally very conscious of spending time with the kids and everything else that's going on. I, I think in a similar way, you know, Jenny probably wouldn't have just planned a, a weekend away with me in the middle of October with everything crazy and everything getting even crazier with the upcoming ordination. Um, but it was great. It was a, it was a gift. Uh, I was blessed. Jenny and I had just a great time being together. And in some ways it was a bit of, well, I don't know if I'd call right now the calm before the storm, but certainly it was just a nice moment you know, I think the next few weekends before my ordination are going to fly by. I have a lot of projects going on, a lot of other things happening, grades, school, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you, Jesus, uh, you know, for a wonderful weekend. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning went to overtime. They lost, but it was still a super exciting game. And, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just eviscerated the Chicago Bears. Now, I'm from Chicago originally, and I, I have a heart for the Bears. Some people wonder, because I grew up as a teenager in Chicago, you know, or up until my teens, until my family moved to Tampa, like, why wasn't I more of a Bears fan? I mean, I was around during the 85 Bears. I remember going to Walgreens and picking up my 45 of the Super Bowl shuffle. You know, it was like such a cool, cool, exciting thing to do. But I would say that when I was, when I was like, like early high school-ish and stuff, I just wasn't, wasn't really into sports. I uh, didn't watch it on TV. My dad was, and I remember my dad screaming at the television all the time. So maybe that's what I was avoiding. I just hated, you know, as a kid, I just hated anybody like screaming or raising their voice in any way, shape or form. Um, But, you know, for me, it was when we moved to Tampa and my dad got season tickets to the Buccaneers and I started going to games with him. It was just such a blessing. And even to this day, you know, there's something very special about going into Raymond James Stadium. It's the same seats we've had for over, you know, 20 years, 30 years, actually. And just sitting down in those seats, it really reminds me of my dad. And just a, just a beautiful time anytime I can go to a game. But, man, when the Bucks win and when they win like that, uh, you know, they were 21 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. And it's one of the games, if I was watching it on TV, I probably would have turned it off. But when you're at the stadium, you're like, keep going, keep going. You know, we're all checking our phones. Like, what's the biggest blowout in NFL history? Answer... The Chicago Bears, 1970. I think it was a playoff game against the uh, Washington, well, the team formerly known as the Redskins, and they, they won like 74 to nothing. That didn't happen, but it was still a fun game. And But mostly just uh, being in Tampa, beautiful weekend, spending time with my wife. Uh, it was great. So what did you do uh, this past week? Baseball. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of baseball going on. Well, I hope you're really excited uh, about baseball. Who do you think's going to win? Baseball. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue against that. I I really don't know any better. Well, now we're going to do our Franciscan promo, and I have very cool intro music for it. Check it out. If you watched They That Hope two weeks ago, you saw the beautiful image of Our Lady of the Angels mosaic that would be placed on the facade of the J.C. Williams Center and greet visitors 
as they as they arrive on campus. Actually, you didn't. Like, once again, we said we would do something, and then it didn't end up happening in post. But hopefully you've seen it on Instagram or other stuff. Anyway. <clears throat> Based on a painting by 2015 alumna Blair Prias. Piras. Piras? Blair. Our Lady of the Angels mosaic is a stunning image of Our Lady, the Christ Child, and the Potsjunkla Chapel, surrounded by angels. While primarily a giving opportunity for Franciscan University alumni, really anyone can donate to support the creation of this beautiful mosaic. Subtext, we don't care if you came here or not, give us your money. Go to crowdfunding.franciscan.edu slash mosaic to learn more about this image and make a donation. Our fundraising ends November 1st, and right now we're over halfway towards our $75,000 goal. So please consider a donation to help make Our Lady of the Angels Mosaic the first holy image people see when they arrive on campus. Again, go and donate to crowdfunding.franciscan.edu slash mosaic. And may God bless you and America and Canada and all the other countries of the world. Again, crowdfunding.franciscan.edu slash mosaic. What do you think of that music, Father Dave? Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that about says it all. Um, today's uh, uh, just a brief message today. It's not going to be that long of a podcast because there's only half of us here. But the, uh, the scriptures this morning at Mass, and today's Tuesday, so we'll release this by tomorrow. It'll be easy to edit, <laughs> just a one-person thing, um, was from Romans chapter 8, and of course it was about hope. And I thought, ooh, we haven't talked about this in a little while, but I just, I just love this scripture. It says this, that we know that all creation is groaning in labor pains even until now. And not only that, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we also groan within ourselves— as we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that sees for itself is not hope. For who hopes for what one sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait with endurance. And just that line, you know, we hope for what we do not see, and we wait with endurance. And it goes on to say that the Spirit, too, comes to the aid of our weakness because we don't know how to pray as we ought. It's really hard to pray for things that we can't see, pray for a reality that we, that, that's beyond our imagination. And yet that's really the virtue, the gift of hope. The three great virtues that um, you know, St. Paul really talks about in uh, Romans and also uh, beautifully articulates in 1 Corinthians, faith, hope, and love. And Scripturally, those are different words than we might use them in, in our just common day speech. For example, you know, faith usually means, you know, well, usually faith means we hope it happens. Like, I have faith it'll happen. You know, I, I have faith that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will go to the playoffs. I really do. I don't know if they'll win, but I have faith that they'll get there. And that's usually based on some pretty solid evidence. They're, they're doing all right. You know, they, they have a really easy schedule. I mean, that has to be acknowledged. They, you can only win the games you're given, right? And they're doing a great job. But... Their schedule is one of the easier in the NFL, so I always get a little worried when they play some more difficult teams. But I have faith. I have faith that they will make it to the playoffs based on their past record. Not a lot of virtue going on in that. It's more of an intellectual faith. Well, the faith that God gives us, the Holy Spirit gives us, is a bit more than that. 
Uh, it actually lets us see things in a new way. We walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, it's not a blind faith. Actually, faith is what gives us eyes to see. With the lens of faith, I can see God at work in the world in a way that maybe I wouldn't have normally seen. And having seen God work, I can have faith in the work that he is about and the work that he is doing. God reveals himself to us in faith, and he lets me live by that faith when I say yes to him. Faith is a verb. All of these are, are verbs. And so that's really what faith is about. Love, I like how love in the Latin is translated into charity. It's an action. It's a self-gift. Sometimes we confuse the love that God talks about in Scripture with the love that we use for the emotion of it. But love is a lot deeper than that. See, the opposite of the emotion of love is hate. But the opposite of the virtue of love, well, you know, it can go one of two ways, right? It can either go to pride, which is self-love, or to apathy, which is just not caring at all. Same with faith. Faith isn't just a binary thing. You know, faith and what would the opposite be? Doubt. Well, I would say that there's probably two extremes there. Yes, faith and doubt, but also faith and fear. We see that in Scripture as well. He says, do not be afraid, only have faith. Which brings us to hope, and I think hope is often the, the most misunderstood of the three. You know, it's, it's like the Holy Spirit of the Trinity of Virtues. It's, it's present, but it's very misunderstood. And maybe it is because it is based on something that we do not see. We are hoping for eternity. We are hoping um, for the eternal reward, the gift of God, the power of God in our life, but it's not a wishy-washy hope. It's actually quite confident. I have great confidence. I have hope in Jesus Christ. Sometimes we use the word faith, but we actually mean hope because hope is what we is something that is unseen, and it is in hope that we are saved. Of course, we're also saved through faith and saved through love. And when you look at the opposites of hope, um, what's the opposite of hope? Well, despair. You could say that to be sure, you know, that we've given up hope. There is no hope, and we languish in despair. I think over the past year or so uh, with COVID and other things, but just, gosh, things in our life, right? A lot of things cause us to despair. We can look at the culture. We can look at politics. Uh, we can even look at baseball. baseball, right, and it can cause us to despair. Father Dave, I remember you were talking last week about you didn't know which team to root for, and that— you know, can, can bring you to despair. Um, you know, the Washington Nationals may never win another World Series, and that is a despairing thing, right? Baseball. Right. So what about hope? Well, despair on one end, but I think there's another opposite element of hope. You know, it's almost like these virtues are in the middle and there's extremes to either side, right? So I think we're really familiar with the element of despair when it comes to hope. But I think we can forget the other element, the other end of that spectrum, which is presumption. Presumption, we are assuming that God uh, or whatever is going to happen, mostly because we think we deserve it. it. It's an action of entitlement. It's not a dependence on God and a, and a grateful heart towards God. But it's almost like, well, I just presumed it would happen and, and so it should. That's kind of what I was facing, uh, you know, the other morning when I was presuming that we would all just get up and go to the airport together, all four of us, and we would have this weekend. It was a moment of presumption. I thought, this is what will happen. And when it did not happen, yeah, it made me angry. 
You know, it really, really made me angry. And I needed a movement of the spirit in my life to just give me some peace and say, no, it's going to be okay. You know, what the Lord is doing right now is the Lord's work and it's totally going to be okay. I think presumption can be kind of a quiet killer in our spiritual lives um, because we just take for granted all the gifts that we've been given. A fun opportunity I had at one moment, uh, I went to an African-American church and they opened it up for intentions and it was just great. People were just standing up and and shouting out intentions. And I remember one intention, it just struck me to the heart. Um, he said, Lord, I thank you for getting me out of bed this morning. And everyone's going, amen, amen. And I thought, what a weird thing to pray for. And then I thought, what a great thing to pray for. Like, how often are we just grateful that we got up today? Like, that there was a day today. I mean, we presume today would happen, right? We presume the next day would happen. We presume that we would be able to get out of bed the next day, right? That we'd be able to take another breath. And that can really make us um, entitled, spiritually speaking. I think it can make us unaware, unaware of the unseen, the movements of God, the fact that God's faithfulness is new every morning, that His grace is new every morning. And the best... um, antidote, I think, for a life of presumption is gratitude. God, thank you for getting me out of bed this morning. God, thank you for giving me ears to be able to hear even even this podcast this morning, or even when Father Dave tells stories about baseball. Lord, thank you for the relationships I have. Um, You know, whatever's going on, I think if we can... if we can just spend time in a spirit of gratitude, gratitude really builds up hope. It, it speaks against presumption. And it also, I think, helps us move away from despair. Because it's in those moments of despair that we think all is lost and it will never recover. And yet recalling the greatness of God, the goodness of God, being thankful for what he's done for us in the past, also lets us remember that God has not changed and God does not change. Uh, He is faithful forever. And if we're in a moment of darkness or a moment of difficulty, God hasn't changed, and God will not change, and God is doing something. Maybe we just need to spend less time fighting what God is doing and more time accepting it, even if it's difficult, with a trust and a hope in what is unseen, a hope in a God that's going to pull us through this. And as it said actually in, um, in the beginning of this reading, I consider that the suffering of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed to us. That, that's a statement of hope. I mean, you want to know Hope 101, I consider the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed to us. So on behalf of Father Dave, uh, who wasn't able to be here, we pray that you would have hope, that you would be filled with hope. It's a virtue, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a theological virtue, just like faith and love. Uh, We can't muster it up within ourselves. We can only ask for it. And I think the best attitude of asking for it is in an attitude of gratitude, that we acknowledge all the many ways that the Lord has provided for us already, and we can do that with wonderful confidence that he's going to keep doing that. So thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, If you'd like to share a story of hope, we'd love to hear it. Hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. We'll be back next week. God bless.